Oh, hi. This is Sadcast episode 39. I am Sadwater, your host, the creator of Sadwater, the everything of Sadwater. Doesn't that make you feel kind of special? Maybe a little special? All right. Um, I'm starting this late. I would have already had the podcast recorded by now. I did like four live streams in a row because uh, Instagram kicks it off after an hour. So I just kept it going. I think I did two and a half hours of it. And then I got into some high school drama of a guy who likes a girl, but then he really doesn't like the girl and whatever. whatever. It, it was actually kind of funny. It was funny. So I was kind of preoccupied with that. So I'm starting the podcast a little late tonight. And uh, I'm just going to jump right to it. Before I get to the questions, I want to rant about some things. And that's kind of the new format I'm doing. So you know what? If you don't like it, let me know in DMs. If not, uh, if you do like it, let me know. But either way, I'm still going to kind of do it. Unless I run out of ideas of what to talk about. But today, I am going to talk about nature. Fun subject, nature. And you know what's even more fun than watching nature shows is hearing someone talk about it not only that but someone who's not an expert in nature at all you know who that is that's me i saw a deer last week now you might not think that that's special but in los angeles for people that is special i went on a on a hike a, a word used a kind of overused in la too not overused Maybe overused, but misused. When people say they're going on a hike, you kind of imagine going up a mountain and a, a trek, and and it's like it's 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 a huge deal, and and maybe you're gonna have to pack some food and whatever. But no, 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 no. In Los Angeles, when you go on a hike, it's a walk up a hill. You have a nice view of the city, and then you walk back down. It takes all but twenty five minutes. So I did that. I went on one last week after after I was working on my gym, my friend in my gym. Uh, asked me, hey, do you want to go go for a hike with my dog? We'll pick up my dog in doggy daycare. I said, sure. And the only reason I accept was because I like her dog. Uh, she's cool, but I like her dog, and uh, I wasn't invited a week before. I can do things if I'm invited five minutes before. If not, then I probably won't go. And uh, it was nice and cold out, and I was like, okay, fine. I like your dog. Let's go. Let's go up the thing. And uh, by the way, when she picked up her dog from Doggy Daycare, I noticed on the door it said uh, pet psychics available for therapy. Now, if that's not the biggest BS I've you've ever heard, it is It is for me. It's the, it is one of the biggest BS things I've ever heard pet psychics i mean you can make up anything and 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 also if you're a consumer how how would you know if they're good um and I'll, i can tell you what your dog is thinking by the way it wants food and it wants sleep and if you're not giving it enough food that's probably why it's annoying or or also you can say it needs to be it needs to be uh taken care of snipped I, I forgot what the term is uh neutered spayed and neutered go do it okay so we we got her dog and we drove by the way parking to go hike up a hill meaning walk up a hill parking is stupid here i know people complain about parking and traffic in los angeles but 
um, it's to walk up a hill. That's how, that's how detached from nature we are. And also, that's why I don't go to the beaches here, because parking is insane. And when I think of the beach, it's, it's oh, walk across the street, go to the beach. Or drive along a dirt road, park on the dirt road, and walk two seconds to the beach. It's not find parking, can't find parking, going to drive around for 30 minutes, then find parking. That's how it is to walk up a hill in Los Angeles. So, okay, we get there. It takes 20 minutes to park. Fine. And we start walking up a hill. And then, oh, oh, and this is another thing I want to talk about. People are so, uh, in big cities, people are so, uh, they're not used to conflict. And And so her dog is a little crazy. It needs to be spayed. That's for the girl dogs, for those of you that don't know. And it was kind of barking at every dog it saw and whatever. And one lady yelled at her and said, you got to control your dog. This is dangerous. And you could tell that that lady has a good life because if that's if that's the thing she flips out about, then she really doesn't have to deal with anything dangerous. When I when I talk about that, I mean danger. These people are so protected and so safe that that is what they consider really dangerous. A dog barking at your dog. And it's a puppy. Her dog is a puppy. Like, relax, lady. It's gonna be fine. You don't need to you don't need to go crazy over that. But she did because she probably has it too good. And she doesn't know how to handle conflict very well. Neither do mo- oh, most people out here. Or in big cities in general. And the 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 whole thing of this opening rant talking about nature. I I I, I in my notes I wrote cities are bad. And it's because I saw a deer last week when we were walking up the hill. We heard a bunch of school. I guess they're school children. I don't know. I think it's spring break. So maybe they had like a a thing going on for kids out of school and a thousand yards away. Something it it was really far. The deer was really far. The kids saw it and, and they were all freaking out. And it's a deer 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 are basically the dogs of forests. I mean, they're everywhere. It, they're they're not ma- they're not really majestic. I mean, maybe I guess they are, but they're stupid. I mean, it's not it's not like seeing a mountain lion. I mean, that would have been cool. I would have freaked out if I saw a mountain lion. Not because it was going to come and attack me, but if it was a thousand yards away and I saw a mountain lion, I would have been impressed. But it's a deer. It's like being impressed by a raccoon. And I'm sure they would have been impressed by a raccoon. That's kind of my whole thing about dogs. I love dogs. But the older I'm getting, the the, the more I realize you shouldn't really get a dog. You shouldn't really have pets unless you're a parent and you want to teach your kids about responsibility and life and death and cleaning up poop and all that. <laughs> and then they appreciate things more and they, 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 they you know, it, it kind of. But that's the thing. It, we don't. We're so detached from nature that that's our connection to nature. It's a dog or seeing a deer and being being amazed by seeing the deer that's a thousand yards away. And man, if they were if they were if those kids were on a hunting trip, they would have been but meaning on a hunting trip and and not really knowing they were, you know, if they were in an area where people were hunting and they saw something happen, they would have been in for a shock. Because their parents 
don't deal with real conflict, they've probably never seen anything like that. And I was kind of thinking about that. So what you've learned so far in this podcast, Sadcast, is that big cities are bad uh, and people who live in them are so detached from nature. Oh, and another thing I wanted to talk about with nature is that people in big cities and maybe millennials and younger people love to talk about how we live in a social construct. Yeah, I mean if you're if you're talking about a if you're talking about a city, but if you're talking about gender or something like that, that's not a social construct. You're so detached from nature that you don't realize that that's a natural construct. So you're getting those things confused. Your city and your pup, your puppies, dogs are actually a social construct. They come from wolves, and they're 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 autistic wolves. I've said this before, and in, in um, as sad facts. By the way, I'm gonna cut this off for a second because I need to tell you something, and I, I don't know if you've seen my story on Instagram today, but I'm an influencer now. I know I was one before when RX Bar sent me RX bars, but that was a one-time deal. Uh, a, a company, a sunglass company called Christopher Cluse. Christopher, the way you spell it, and then C-L-O-O-S. They sent me two pairs of $200 sunglasses for, because, I, because I'm sad water. I, I, I didn't want to tell them that, hey, save your money. Don't send me anything. It's not going wor- to work. But I didn't. I got two two free sunglasses. So I guess I guess this podcast is brought to you by Christopher Cluse sunglasses. Go buy some, and I have um, a coupon code or something. Sadwater twenty. I don't think I get a bonus or anything if you guys buy it. So buy it or don't buy it. I I have the sunglasses. Maybe I'll give one away to a lucky listener. Whom whom whom's to know? I I don't. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I have no plans. But if I do that. If I should do that, let me know. So, yeah, we're disconnected from nature. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Nature wants to kill us. Everything in nature wants to kill you. Nature is a powerful thing. <laughs> it's it's, it's kind of like when Trump's, Trump said, I know wind. I just I just basically scienced you guys. I out-scienced you guys so hard right now. Nature is a powerful thing. Wow, riveting thing, riveting take, sad water, but it is. Um, and to think we have so much control over it is kind of funny. But yeah, I mean, we use dogs because we're so disconnected from nature that we kind of need to feel some sort of... I think that's why people have plants also. I think that's why house plants are a big thing, because you look out the window and it's all concrete. Don't be amazed when you see a deer... Don't go on, I mean, go on hikes, but don't call it a hike. I mean, we, sh- we should call it a walk up a hill because it's really nothing special. And maybe go to real nature once in a while. I know I want to. I mean, that's when I go to Costa Rica, that's how I feel. I, f- I feel like I've been transported into a different dimension, a dimension that is called the past because everything here used to be that way. And by the way, I mean, big cities are bad, but... But I do like comfort, and it's a, it's, it's a nice thing. But it, it, it's good to get out of it because then you appreciate it more. And then, you know, when things become so monotonous and mundane, you, you start losing uh, 
you, you're basically eating too much candy and you don't know how good you have it. I think societies and cities are candy. And it's good to feel like it, nature is going to beat you up a little bit. I saw a movie. I saw actually, I saw three movies. Good segue, wasn't that, huh? I saw three movies uh, Friday through Sunday. So on Friday night, I saw a movie on Netflix ca- called Highwaymen. And then on Saturday, I saw this movie called The Beach Bum with Matthew McConaughey, Zac Efron, Isla Fisher, Snoop Dogg is in it, Jonah Hill's in it. A lot of people are in it. I loved it. The critics didn't really like it. And it, it I don't know. I don't, I'm not really getting into movies, and I'm not going to keep talking about movies and giving my reviews of movies. But I, I And then I saw a movie called High Life on, on Sunday which I hated and I love sci-fi and it could have been good, but it, it wasn't. It, it, I, it thought too highly of itself right off the bat. I think because the director is French, not sure though. That's just my, my theory, but Highwaymen, uh, it's, it's kind of a boring movie and it's on, it's on Netflix, but I liked it and, and it, it's long, but I love movies that take place in the, in third 1930s America uh, I like this movie from eight years ago or so called Lawless with Tom Hardy and some other people. But wait, was it called Lawless? I think it was. Google it. But Highwaymen is about the two cops that, that brought down Bonnie and Clyde. And usually when movies portray Bonnie and Clyde, they they it's with reverence. They They love Bonnie and Clyde. People love Bonnie and Clyde. And I and I, I I never really was into it, the the story of Bonnie and Clyde. For those of you that don't know, it's th- they're basically a couple who robbed banks and killed some cops along the way because they were robbing banks and people. The uh, America, I mean the the pop culture in America in the 1930s was as crazy as it, as it is today, minus all the technology. People loved Bonnie and Clyde back then, and when the cops got Bonnie and Clyde. I didn't realize this. I didn't know this, but 20,000 people went to Bonnie's funeral and 17,000 people went to Clyde's funeral because people were so celebrity obsessed. And this is kind of what's fascinating about the movie is the parallels between that era and today. I mean, it's it's really like we haven't changed. I mean, I think that humans adapt to technology so fast that if you go back in time and you introduce everyone to the internet and iPads and cell, by by two months in, people will understand it. They'll be shocked in the beginning, and then they'll they'll understand it because their mindset was the same. They they loved celebrity culture back then. I mean, and I think that's the golden age of cinema too. So it's it's not it wasn't so foreign to them to be so celebrity obsessed. But they loved and but these were criminals and and they and they killed cops. People thought they were robbing banks and giving it to the poor and all that, and it, like Robin Hood. So they romanticized their whole story, but it it wasn't the case. So the movies that have been made along the way, again, it it it, it puts them in a good light. Bonnie and Clyde. It it portrays them as the hero, and and everyone else as the villain. The police that took them down, the villain, and so on. So this movie comes that comes that came out now on Netflix called Highwaymen, it it totally paints the picture of of the celebrity obsessed culture of that era perfectly, I think. 
and it, it it draws the parallels between then then and now perfectly and i saw that it got really bad reviews because it paints the cops in a good light which i mean i get why you don't like cops but we need police and maybe 1% out of cops are dirty cops. Maybe more than that, maybe a little bit more, and maybe the laws that exist now kind of allow for that kind of behavior. But the media, for some reason, in the past, let's just say 10 years, maybe I'm wrong, but let's just say in the past 10 years, the media has been really um, anti-law enforcement. And and listen, you're talking, you're, you're talking, you're not talking to me. Uh, you're listening to someone who who is very skeptical. Skeptic, I can never say that word. You know what I'm. You know what I'm trying to say. That that uh, about government. I I do not trust government. I do not trust authority. I don't. I don't. I don't like the war on drugs. There's a lot to not like. I don't like the prison industrial complex. I do, I do, I don't like any of that. So so it's safe to say. I don't like the cops either, but that's not true. I mean, it it might seem like that, but again, that's not true. And we're we're living in pretty divisive times when it's very easy to say f the police, but you know, it's you got to kind of put yourself in their shoes. So this movie was made and it came out, and if you read the reviews. There are some negative, justifiable uh, n- negative reviews where they say it's boring, it's slow, and whatever. But then there are some who give it bad reviews because they say it's a conservative film, and because it because of the all white male cast. We're talking about a movie that's based in nineteen thirties. What what do you want? It's supposed to it's supposed to be historically historically accurate. I, I hate when when all these people complain about diversity, which to me is total BS, but let's save that for another time. Maybe I'll rant about that next week. Maybe one of you will ask me, and then I can go into it more. It's kind of a boring topic for me, but I'll talk about it. It's it, But they're, 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 they're injecting this whole diversity pr- problem, and I'm doing air quotes, into into historical movies it's 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 very distracting and it's annoying and it's pandering i mean they're literally they're it's pandering i in and, and, and if i was a minority which i guess i am i'm jewish but if i was a black person or something i would kind of take offense to that uh because i'd call bs on it and i and i'd say you are pandering but i i i, I want to read two two things that critics have said and then I'll move on from this. But actually, I, I before I do that, one of the questions that I remember someone asked that I'm going to get to later, I'll just get to it now because it ties into this, is uh, what do you think about police, police, police brutality? It's kind of what I think about racism and anything in general. Um, and then, you know, when the media talks about uh, hate crimes and all that, most of the time it's hoaxes. They, they cherry pick and they, they create this false narrative that we live in a very racist society, not true. Go to China or go to Mexico. Mexico is very racist, um, we're, which we, we don't. I mean, it's not to say racism doesn't exist. It does. It, it's, it's part of human nature. It's always going to exist. But the media cherry picks these things. 
and they cher- they cherry pick things with police brutality and and uh you know it's basically all part of the same narrative anything to divide us they th- that's kind of the media's job is to divide us which they do a very good job th- through politics through race and gender through all of these things you have to ask yourself is this really the world that i know you walk outside and it's not the same as the media portrays it on TV. So I don't I don't buy into this police brutality thing. And there's always going to be a case, especially in a country of 300 million people, there will always be something, some sort of police brutality, justifiable or not. And there's always going to be racism or or hate crimes. And and uh, but but a lot of times. It's blown out of proportion, and a lot of times those sort of things are hoaxes. So I don't buy into it, and I think like anything else, when you when you get pulled over by the cops, the game is over. I mean, if you're driving drunk, game over. If you're speeding, game over. The game's over. You can't talk your way out of it. You can't do anything. You're you're playing their game, and you got to go by the rules. And you can't be fidgety. You can't be weird. You can't make sudden moves because they're as nervous as you are. So when when people want to protest cops, that's not the time to do it. When you get pulled over, not the time to do it. it. You can turn such a nothing into the most dangerous moment of your life. And it's literally your choice. Because the cops aren't pulling you over and saying, man, I want to kill this person. That That's not a thing. It's a thing in movies with dirty cops. It's not a thing in reality. So you just got to keep your cool. I don't buy into it. And I think that everything the media feeds you is something you should question, even if it's something you agree with. But I wanted to read these two things, um, these two snippets of reviews of the movie Highwaymen, and it kind of, you know, proves my point. Serves as a bracing reminder that Americans were losing their collective minds over notorious figures in the news decades before the infamous football player captured the nation's attention, meaning O.J. Simpson. Interesting, right? Maybe you should go see that movie. You, you probably wouldn't have patience for it. It's two hours plus, I don't know, 20 minutes. Uh, and then the next thing is, in an age where there's a daily discourse on police brutality and mass shootings, the highwayman decides that now is the best time to tell the story of a couple of policemen who emptied 130 rounds into 220-somethings, meaning 220-something-year-olds. Now, that's kind of what I was talking about. And that's actually what I was talking about with daily discourse on police brutality and mass shootings. Again, blown out of proportion. And and this person is outraged by by a movie that's history. That's historic historically accurate. You can't be outraged about that. That's that's kind of stupid if you think about it. And they didn't empty 130 rounds into 220-something. They emptied 130 rounds into into two uh, cop killers. They killed, like, 13 people along the way, brutally. I mean, uh, they, they, they in one scene, which this actually happened, they shot a cop, and he's lying there dying, and then they shoot him in the head with a shotgun. Two 20-something-year-olds who were in love and, you know, were Robin Hoods. This, th- that that is the definition of fake news this this person who wrote that that review is living in a fantasy land of 
of hate crimes and racism and white privilege, another BS thing that everyone's being sold on. My, the, my answer to the, to the question of white privilege or to the, the accusation of white privilege is this. There's no such thing as white privilege. Actually, if you look at the people who are succeeding in this country the most, it's, it's Indians from India. Nigerians are doing well. It's Indians, Nigerians, and uh, the Asians. Asians are doing extremely well. Jews, too. But number one, I think, is Indians, not Native Americans. They're doing horribly. But, but white pr- privilege is an is a easy thing to sell that is, again, part of the thing to div- divide us all. And um, the way I, I combat the the argument of white privilege is uh no that's not a thing you know what is a thing parent privilege having both of your parents together loving each other married still and nurturing you and paying attention to you and maybe making maybe having family dinner at home three nights a week where you guys sit down don't bring any phones to the table and talk that is real privilege not having money not being white not being a certain gender but having a nurturing family, that is real privilege. Let's get to the questions. All right. And crazy, cha- this is a, a, a bad segue of a question. Who's your pick to win the Stanley Cup this year? Uh, I don't know. Tampa? No one cares. Tell everyone to join my Stanley, Stanley Cup bracket league on NHL.com. Its name is NJ Legion Iced Tea, and the password is Milkman. If any of you want to do that, go do that. If not, why am I even announcing that? <laughs> okay, and then the next question, he, he it was a three-parter. The first two were about hockey, which is a waste of time for me. I love hockey, and I like talking about it one-on-one, but, I, I mean, you wasted my time. Be West, like... You 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 wasted my time making me talk about that because most people that listen to this don't listen to don't watch hockey don't care about it. It's very sad, but it's true. If you had the chance to genetically modify your child to be perfectly in your image, would you or would you leave it to chance? Uh, weird question. I would leave it to chance. Go watch the movie Gattaca. I've mentioned this before, but it talks about a few. This was made in 1997, so 22 years ago. It talks about a future where. You can ge- genetically modify your kids to have a full head of hair, be be physically fit forever, basically, uh, not be gay, and so on, and not have disease and, and all that. It's an interesting movie. You should go watch it if you want to go uh, talk about that more. How are, how are intuition and emotion different? I think emotion is more knee-jerk of a reaction. Intuition is kind of something you feel on a deeper level. That's the intuition is more like a spidey sense and emotion is it it's more of a a reaction without listening to your inner self. Hey, that was a good quick. I kind of want to do this quickly because I have like uh 7 pages of questions and uh the the whole I don't want this to be too long. How do you stop being sad? I don't know if this is a joke question or not, but a good way to stop being sad or mad or anything negative like that is is, is work out. 
you could go go for a run if you don't have a gym or anything like that. If if you're not part of a gym, go run something like that. Get off your phone, get off your tablets, get off the internet. Maybe take a day off and and do exercise, do play a sport, something like that. You'll forget about it. It's great. Are you a conservative or liberal? Uh, maybe a, a mixture of both. I'm I'm more in the middle. And I don't like to be a part of any certain label. I like to kind of be flexible with my opinions. And I definitely don't, I'm not a part of any party. I think that that's kind of lazy. And then you kind of end up letting them think for you. And I don't like that. I like thinking for myself. Do you, do you guys want to hear a sound I like? Look. How nice was that? That was nice, right? I shared that with you. We shared that together. Good. Sparkling water. All right. I wish I had a sidekick because then I can kind of riff with that person. Next question. Today, the biggest problem is people competing to be labeled as the most oppressed group. I agree with you 100%. It used to be competition was who could be the best. Now it's who can be the lamest and the most oppressed, meaning the worst. And meaning you don't have to try anymore for anything. And, and you, it's self you're self-entitled to things because you're oppressed. You feel like you deserve everything because you feel like things have been taken from you. It's crazy. Look at welfare. It doesn't work. Skateboarding, is it damaging the environment? Uh, only the electric ones. Next question, what will Trump do about global warming? It's our future. My, uh, in my questions, I got to zoom in on this for, uh, for my, um, the notes I wrote underneath that question. I wrote, uh, that's what I wrote. I love you, but what a dumb question. The, the, look. You've been lied to about global warming, and I, t I've t I talk about this all the time. And the lie is that you think global warming is about environmentalism. It's not. Global warming is about power. It's about controlling third-world countries and not allowing them to, to get on the level, the same level as we are. You don't know this, probably, and, 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 and I've mentioned it before, but maybe you weren't listening. We, you, we, we, we put sanctions, meaning we don't allow third world countries to develop like we have based on global warming. The excuse we give is it's going to hurt humanity and it's going gonna, it's gonna to propel global warming to, to be quicker and worse. So we don't let third world countries develop and then we take their resources. We bribe their they're basically dictator of leaders to to take their resources we, with with foreign aid global warming is bs it was and, and 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 it's hijacked the environmental movement which is a good thing pollution is bad but it has nothing to do with global warming our technology of of you know the way we consume energy is getting better and better and better look at the air quality in this country before the 1970s and all the way to now, it's better. And look at their quality in China. China 
This is I I mean, look, I I'm honest with this. I don't like the Chinese. I think that they treat their own people the, and when I say that I mean their government, which then it kind of makes their people shitty. But the government uh doesn't care about the environment, doesn't care about their own people. They kill their most people. They, 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 their capital punishment is crazy. It's funny when when you hear people look, I I I even mentioned this earlier. I hate the prison industrial complex in the United States. I hate the war on drugs. But when people complain that the United States has incarcerated the most most people in the world as opposed to China and other countries, it's because China kills their prisoners. <laughs> they they kill thousands a year, thousands of people a year without ever reporting it. So whatever number they report times that by 10 but 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 the environmental movement is important but it was taken basically taken over by the the whole global warming movement and then you go into big cities when they pr- the, you know the the big cities typically preach about global warming the most and they're the dirtiest because you know throwing trash on the street that doesn't matter when we have a bigger problem called global warming it's a cop-out. The whole thing is, is a scam, and then they take away your plastic straws. So Trump will do nothing about global warming, and, and good for him, because there's nothing humans can do about it. The Earth is going through a, a warming phase, but there was a time in the history of the world where all of Canada was tropical. I mean, you have to go back hundreds of thousands, if not millions of years, but, you know, that was the case. By the way, I you know, I have the sad fact of of the last polar bear died today uh, from a few months ago. But the polar bear... I actually learned this this week, but the polar bears are, are doing better than ever. There, there, There's actually an abundance of polar bears. You can go pick them out of the ice uh, sky. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Middle school crush story, please. Um, well, it wasn't really in school. I, I was on a hockey team. Now you're going to think I'm gay. But there was a girl on my hockey team, and I liked her because she was also really good, and she would score on me. I had to have been 10 years old or 11. I had a huge crush on her. And actually, we're still friends to this day, and she's having a baby. Not mine. So sad. No, I'm kidding. But she, uh, yeah, she was pretty cool. And then she was a lesbian for a little bit. <laughs> She was a lesbian, um, but not really. I think girls, when they go through this lesbian phase, ha- let's just say half of them are doing it for attention, and then 25% of them are doing it to experiment, and then the other 25 are probably lesbians. And maybe 1% of that last 25 are real lesbians. The other 24 are maybe confused. I don't think lesbianism is a thing. <laughs> it's i don't think it's as big as a thing as gay dudes but you know what maybe i'm wrong and bigoted favorite tv show and why i've mentioned this before simpsons the old episodes i love it i have a simpsons tattoo on my leg rick and morty because i have a high iq and if you don't like it you have a low iq that's a joke but i do like rick and morty uh but I think my favorite live-action show, and I think it's one of the most well-made cinematic-looking shows, is Atlanta on FX with Childish Gambino. 
it's it's a really good show and and let me tell you what i like about it, about it i've mentioned this before it's political but it's not in your face i don't agree with all of the politics in it but it's not it's not yelling at me it's not mashed, smashing it on my head and it's not vilifying me because i'm white it's just a very well-made, smart show that's, that it's it's surreal and almost magical. Like, what's it word? Um, I guess the word is surreal, but there's another word. And I forgot what it is to describe it. And the characters are interesting. I really like the characters. I think that some of them are really funny. And uh, I care about them. I don't know. I It's... A really beautiful looking show. It's on FX Atlanta. Oh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. I love it's always sunny in Philadelphia. So that one too. Um one, two, three, four, five, six more pages. You know what? Maybe I might save some of these for next week. Does socialism make everyone equally poor? Yes. A lot of people like to to say no, but socialism hasn't been done the right way okay well let's kill 100 million million more people socialism is the next the next the next step after socialism is communism and uh try pretending you like that i like when when people complain about capitalism on an iphone and online while they're in starbucks it's kind of cute What's your favorite song? I don't know. I'm not five years old, but if I can, off the top of my head, Beethoven Symphony Number no. Nine. <sighs> Go on a rant about soy again. Oh, you mean the hits? You mean you mean that your your favorite sad water bit? Soy is making men women. It's making a third gender. And the, yes, there's only two genders, but um, go talk to a beta male vegan who is basically changing himself. I mean, literally, he can change overnight. You don't have to be a submissive, whiny, crying beta male who talks about his feelings all the time. It's okay to have feelings, but to make it everything you talk about, no one cares. Solve your own problems. That's what a man does. And you also protect women. But a beta male would never do that because he's scared. You could change that overnight. You can't be like a big, tough guy, WWE-looking guy overnight or anything like that. But working out and having the right diet and changing your mindset a little bit goes a long way. And women will find that way more attractive than eating soy, being a vegan, talking about how you cry because uh, global warming is going to kill you and uh, you 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 get upset if you get pa- have a paper cut. I don't know. I was, trying to, I was trying to see where I could take that. Probably not as funny. But soy is bad and it's making men women. And uh, I think it has a lot to do with the whole trans thing that's happening too. Not against trans people. Or anything like that. But I would, I, I would assume that they're getting annoyed of it too. The real trans people. The people who were really born trans. I, I, I think that they, they would have to be annoyed by everyone kind of jumping on that bandwagon. I mean, there's a ton of people who are are bred into it by their parents. 
Yeah, my I my I've known my son was trans since he was two. No, you're you're just putting that on him. But I th- I think that that's causing the spike, and maybe this spike in in uh, gay homosexuality or, or or things like that, because there is a spike. I I think it has to do with um, a lot to do with the food we're eating and uh, I don't know, this whole war against men, toxic masculinity type of thing. The thing I was talking about last week. By the way, anything I'm saying right now, you don't have to agree with. It doesn't matter. Kind of just my opinion, but also I don't really have a strong opinion on it. Uh, It's just something I'm kind of thinking about right now. But, yeah. Your view on the educational system. I, I think I think the educational system, especially because it's ran by the government for the most part, it's almost been monopolized by the government. I mean, there are private schools, but if there was a free market of schools, the prices of every school would be private and the prices would drop because, you know, what good capitalism does is it captures everyone. I mean, it wants to sell something to everyone. So there would be private schools that were cheaper. But no, we have government schools and and it's basically a monopoly. And I think that what it does is besides hiring bad teachers and never being able to fire them and uh, because of the union laws and rules, I think that the education system like government, it doesn't go with the times very well. It moves very slow, so it doesn't innovate like any other industry. The educational system really should innovate like everything else. I mean, if you look at just the past 10 years, the progression of technology, there's no reason why our educational system should be stuck in the early 1900s. So I think the educational system is is really bad. When I have kids, I have no idea what I'm going to do. And I think that they'll learn mostly from conversations with me rather than from school. I think school will be more of a social thing to go to than a learning environment. I don't think that it's going to have a major impact on my kid's life whenever I have them. But um, this also kind of brings to mind the fact that, um, I mean, I talk about college a lot too, and, and I, I think that it it's the sort of thing that shouldn't be sold to everyone. I think that f- few people should really go to college. but But that's besides the point. I kind of... I think that the child labor laws that were put in place in, um, I guess, the early 1900s also, I think that has a a huge negative impact on kids. Now, that law made sense back then because kids were working in factories for brutal hours and getting hurt and sometimes killed. But I think that what these laws do is they don't allow kids to learn skills now. Uh, kids should be allowed to work maybe not as many hours but maybe a couple hours a day three or four hours a day and also what that would do for businesses is is um, it would be cheaper labor adults shouldn't be working at mcdonald's uh, but that people keep picketing and saying oh we need 15 dollar minimum wage and then in 10 years it'll be 25 and then after that 50 dollars minimum wage because of inflation but those are jobs for kids. You shouldn't need that. You shouldn't want that as your career. It's crazy. So kids should go back to work. Um, 
Someone someone said religion as a topic. I've spoken about that a lot, too. Maybe I'll get back to that next week. But it's really stories that propel humanity. Religion religion is... is um, I used to kind of hate on religion, but long story short, I, I, I'm not religious or anything like that, but I do think it's very important. I think stories are important. Uh, folklore, legend, r- religious tech. It's all, to me, it's kind of the same thing. It's something that millions of people can find a common ground on and um it brings people together from think about it like this it brings people together from countries all over the world without ever meeting them that religion was the first internet in a weird way you were able to find common ground with people you never met or never would meet and a lot of people can say, yeah, religion is, is you know, there wouldn't be war if, if religion didn't exist. But that's also a lie. War is ingrained in humanity. It's it's uh, It existed before religion did. And it will always exist. And, and sometimes there are important wars that need to be fought. But maybe I'll get back to more about religion next week. What do you think about drummers? Uh, don't touch my drum set, Ryan. Ryan's that kid in the live streams who keeps on wanting to play drums. Lesbian Visibility Day is on April 26th. That's dumb. These these days, like, uh, actually, isn't the whole month of June uh, the gay month? <laughs> Where all the companies change their Instagram logos into the gay flag? Th- this stuff is getting so boring. Can we stop it? I mean, I would even stop the Black History Month. I'd stop all of these things. I think they have more negative impact than positive. I, I no one is hating lesbians. The first porn a dude will watch is lesbian porn. Um, it, this stuff is so annoying already. And also, it's not your identity. Don't make sexuality your identity. Don't make whatever sexual preference you are. Don't you know whether you're straight? I mean. It's so stupid. Whether you're straight, gay, or whatever, it shouldn't be your, what you're about. That's boring. B- become interesting. Learn something. Get good at something. Why does Nolan keep getting rejected? For those of you that don't that don't know, Nolan um, has been on the live stream also. And last week, he asked out this girl... Um, what was her name Sophie? One of them was Sophie, and then the other one was, I forget, and they both turned her down. And then he also had the balls to ask out his substitute teacher, which Nolan is under 18, so that's a big no right there. But let's just say he was 18. Nolan, you don't have anything to offer a girl older than you like that. Nothing. Uh, so I gave Nolan a nickname. It's uh, Zero for Three. Because three girls turned him down last week. I think... Oh, another Logan... Uh, Logan. No, Nolan question. Thoughts on Nolan getting rejected by Lexi and Sophie. The other girl's Lexi. And now choosing his next victim. My only thought about this is that this is the thing I've been preaching and I'm glad he's doing it. If you like a girl, just ask her out. She might say no. In Nolan's case, she will say no. And it's just going to help you get accustomed to rejection. Rejection is important. It will ma- That's a thing that will also make you more interesting. Rejection. 
because it will make you a little bit more resilient. And girls like that. Girl, it, It'll make you more confident. Girls like that. So I commend Nolan for, um, you know, keeping the dream alive. What did you want to be when you grow up or were growing up? Uh, pro hockey. I was actually training for that too, but Florida didn't have a good um, hockey program at the time. They do now. Thoughts on the moon landing? Uh, if you go back three or four podcasts, I talk about the Apollo 11 movie, which uh, was the documentary made on the moon landing. And it's the most beautiful movie I've seen this year. It, the footage, it was filmed on in 70 millimeter. I, I mean, for those of you... For those of you that don't know, it's it's like it's basically the most beautiful film. Christopher Nolan's films are filmed on seventy millimeter. The guy who did ba- the Batman movies, the Dark Knight Rises, and all that, and uh, Inception, and Dunkirk, those are all filmed on seventy millimeter. So, the moon landing. I used to I used to believe, but so go listen to that podcast where I talk about that movie. But I used, long story short, I used to believe that it might have been faked, but after watching that, I don't. Maybe some of the footage that we saw, lot that humans saw live on TV at that time was faked because um, imagine spending trillions of dollars, the equivalent of trillions of dollars at that time to go to the moon and then not getting the footage back <laughs> to Earth, not having anything to show for it. You kind of maybe needed to fake some of that footage. Is it ever okay for your personality to change because of something traumatic? Some say it's weak. Um, I don't know if it's okay or not. I'm not anyone to say, but I think it's normal. Uh, For instance, if you go to war as a soldier and to come back with PTSD, they're not weak. Those are warriors. Soldiers are warriors. And they they just experience something that we have had the luxury to not experience, which is war on our soil. So for soldiers getting PTSD, I don't think it's, um, it's, it's, it's something shameful. And I think it's something, it's a normal human reaction to something, to experiencing something so traumatic. So I think that it's not weak, but it's, what do you do next? How do you deal with that next is the, is the real question. And many things work for different, many different things work for different people. I've heard that doing psychedelics helps a lot. I've heard doing DMT or ayahuasca helps a lot. And for someone that's done ayahuasca, I can tell you that without even wanting to quit drinking, um, I didn't drink for two years after that. It was never a problem. I just didn't feel like drinking anymore. And I, I, and I think that it, it re it I mean after experiencing it, it does rewire your brain a little bit for um and and I know for a fact that it helps with people with PTSD PTSD or traumatic past something you know traumatic happening in the past so you know that I think it's what do you do next it's not whether changing your personality because of something traumatic it's you know that doesn't make you weak i think that's just no, a normal reaction how the fuck do magnets magnets work that's a question i got sorry for cursing that's just the question i have no idea i think it has to do with the lava in the center of the earth 
Um, but I also don't know how compasses work. I don't know how gravity works. I don't know how um, electricity... I don't know how anything works. So I definitely don't know how magnets work. I think... I was thinking about this yesterday. Um, anything metallic looking in my world, if I was God, anything metallic looking should be a magnet and should stick to o other things that look metallic -y. But that's not the case. So I really don't know how magnets work. Um, I had two abortion questions, which I'm not going to get into because I did, I think, last time or the podcast before. Um... Question, isn't Grant epic? That was sent by Grant. Next question. What do you watch on Netflix? Um, I don't really know. I haven't really watched anything on Netflix in a while. I like, uh, off the top of my head, The Dark Tourist, Arrested Development. Um, I really don't remember. Oh, Black Mirror. Things like that, but I, I haven't really watched in a while other than some movies on there. Go watch Highwaymen. I'm doing a school project based on your podcast. Cool. Is it weird I collect bones and specimens? Yes. Oh God, what do you think what do you think that some people consider pedophilia a sexual orientation? No, it's a sickness. And those people should probably be killed. I'm not kidding. You can't do that. And and also, it's kind of the same... Pe back to the trans thing, because there's people that I've been seeing online that um, have kids and swear their kids are trans. You're... That's, sex that's, that's child abuse. That's sexual child abuse. You're, you're sexualizing your child. That's crazy. You're no different than the pedophiles. I mean, that's absolutely crazy. Let them have a childhood. Fuck. Sorry for cursing. Should I waste my time trying to get a girl to like me? Um, I don't think it's a waste of time. If you think you have a shot, go for it. And um, I think that it's it's what what I find fascinating about especially when you're when you're in high school or middle school or whatever or I guess even college what I find fascinating with um boy guys trying to pick up girls is that it's so new to them but they they really want it <laughs> so it's it's so um I mean I guess it's always a sport because there's always strategy involved but when you really don't know i think about it like learning a new sport you like soccer and you've never played and you think you kind of understand how to do it but you go and play and you have no idea what you're doing and you're the worst player there that's what it is when you're going through puberty and you like girls you're starting to like people and you know you want them but you don't know how and uh like i said before Practice, just practice. I mean, get turned down. I think you should get accustomed to rejection, and you should take it as as some as a learning experience, and and hone your strategy, your st strategic skills. Hone that all in, and you'll get good. 
And then you'll get bored of it. And then you'll get married. Um, Sign the petition to verify sad water. Yeah, some, some kid, the kid who eats popcorn and the live streams. I know people based on what they do, what they do when they're when they're talking to me. The, so the kid who eats popcorn, you know that kid, the popcorn kid. There's also the lemon girl person, lemon juice girl. She she uh, has a weird voice and braces, and she just drinks lemon juice. And she's she she was screeching kind of, but she blamed it on her bird. I didn't see a bird. So the popcorn kid made a petition to get Sadwater verified. I love him for it. Not really. I don't know him. But I, I, I like the the initiative he's taking. And it's it's nice. It's nice. It's nice. Last question of Sadcast episode 39. Brought to you by Sadwater.com and Christopher Clue's Danish eyewear. Go buy them with Sadwater code Sadwater20. I don't know. I guess that gives you 20% off. I have no idea. Um, what should you do when you feel totally empty? Hey, go run. That's it. That is Sadcast episode 39. I am Sadwater. Here's a song. I love you. <laughs>